That's a growler. Welcome back to Beauty and the Beastly Minute, the podcast where we break down and analyze Beauty and the Beast, one eye-popping minute at a time. I'm Bobby from Growler Media. And I'm Janae from JanaeHyatt.com. We're excited to be here again with you today. Yes, we are. And we're also excited because we once again have a guest with us this minute. His name is Blake Riley, and he's from several podcasts. Hi, Blake. <laughs> Hi. Yeah, how you doing, guys? I'm a huge fan of the show, actually. I've been listening since day one. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you. Yes. I did not know that. Yes, I, I we talked in Chicago for a little while, Bobby, during yeah. M- MX, and we actually had lunch together, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That was cool. It was fun. I actually host Crazy Enough's three shows. <laughs> One of them is in the Movie by Minute format, and that's Clerks Minute, and we go up every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So I know just about this format, because I've been doing it since August. It's fun. Okay, so I have a question about that, because I guess, I don't know, I'm not familiar with what familiar with what clerks is what is clerks is that a movie yes it's kevin smith's first movie oh yes (laughs) (laughs) she's still drawing a blank yeah i'm a jersey i'm actually a jersey boy i grew up in new jersey so that movie had the big like big dinner in my heart so i we started with that we're gonna do clerks too right after that we're having a lot of fun interesting and then what are your other two shows um, I host the Blake and Sal show. Obviously, I'm Blake with my co-host who's in New Jersey, and we have been doing that. We're going on our five-year anniversary in March, which is a very big deal. Uh, wow. It's been a lot of fun. And I also co-host a show called Boy Meets Retrocast, where we break down Boy, Me- Boy Meets World episodes every Sunday morning. And um, we're in the middle of season two right now, so we're having fun. I love that show a lot. It's one of my favorites of all time. (laughs) (laughs) Good deal. Well, we're excited to have you here and uh, hear your thoughts on Beauty and the Beast, especially, you know, since you've been listening to the whole thing, you should be able to to jump right in here with us without missing a beat. I hope so. (laughs) All right. Well, this episode, we are talking about Minute 59, which starts off with some shrubberies getting trimmed into shape and ends with Lumiere saying, when the moment is right, while Beast gets tired down when the moment is right what i'm on the edge of my seat i don't know what's going to happen next uh janae at that point we've splashed back into the beating the beast that we are all familiar with Thank and you definitely know goodness. what's happening next oh my goodness okay well let's just jump in get it over with the rest of this song human again we're all glad it's about to be over i think but so we start off with these shrubs they're getting trimmed up and they like go behind this changing stand screen screen. yes thank you and come out looking completely different is that like a common movie like not what's the word i'm looking for yeah, okay, that's what I was about to say, but I wasn't sure if that was the right word. Common movie convention, because I feel like I've seen that in lots of movies, but I can't think of any except for one. Well, what's funny is I was actually thinking about it watching it. It reminded me of, like, in the old school musicals where they go behind a curtain and then they come back out changed. Like, that's right. what it reminded me of, like, like, Guys and Dolls or, like, those kind of musicals, the old school ones. So yeah. that's kind of what they're, probably what they're trying to do there. Hmm. I know they did something like that in Sky High. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Yep. Yeah. That was- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So the part where they're like in, they're changing into their gym clothes or whatever and they, I mean, that's the only actual movie I can think of, but I feel like I've seen it everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things that's around a lot and it's kind of silly here because, you know, they're, they're saying that the shrubs, I guess, are people and they're <laughs> they're getting changed back into their human form. They're getting cleaned up and they do that by getting Their human trimmed. form is a bunny? <laughs> well, no, like if they were humans... They would be putting on oh, like their, their good their clothes good and clothes. coming out. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I'm following now. But they're bushes, so they get trimmed into a bunny shape, which totally doesn't make sense because there wouldn't have been enough bush to make that size bunny. Uh, but <laughs> suspension what, of whatever. disbelief, what? Bob. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's magic. We're in a magic enchanted castle. Um, Janae, I was actually going to say, you were saying you're happy that Human Again was ending. I don't yes. have the hatred for this song that you guys have. Okay, I, really I don't, don't have. I don't have <laughs> hatred. Okay, I do not have a hatred. I just have dislike for most of the song. If you have been listening, you know that there were a couple of minutes in the midst of this song that I did say I very much enjoyed. I just have harsh criticisms, I guess, of it. Yeah, I. I guess I, because maybe because I was a big fan of the Broadway show before they added it into here. So when I heard adding human again to the movie on the re-release, I'm like, oh, yay, I love that song right. from Broadway. So that's probably what it was for me. Well, the funny thing is, I love the Broadway song, too. But it just, to me, I just don't f- feel like it works as well in the movie. And I don't feel like the animation was as good. And in the mm-hmm. Broadway version, it was specifically adapted for to the other changes that they made in that plot line and the other songs that they added so they didn't make any of those changes to the movie so to me it's kind of two different beasts haha <laughs> pun intended <laughs> so i mean i don't know i do like the song i just like it in the broadway version better than in the movie understandable I know they did the same thing in The Lion King when they did a special religion where they added on the morning report and they did the same thing there and that kind of felt weird and kind of just in there to add a song. That that for me is weird I remember that song as well. Yeah. Hmm. I did not know that, but I'm not really into the Broadway scene, so I'm kind of ignorant of it. That's all good. I'm a big Broadway person, so huge on the Broadway side. So I must say, moving on, another thing is like, so they're raking... The grass? Is that's what's happening next? Because it's so golden colored, it looks like hay to mm-hmm. me. Is it hay? No, I think it's just long grass and they just cut it. And I mean, it's probably dead because it is winter. I don't and believe we go it's back to the trimming up scene. anymore. No, no, there's snow on the bushes know, and there's snow on the wall. I know there's, and there's snow on the mountain. I know there's still snow, but why in the world would they have like, why would she be in a swimsuit later on? <laughs> A swimsuit? Yes. <laughs> no, I know what Have you're you watched about. this minute? <laughs> I have it in my notes later. Okay, we'll get there. Oh, the... We'll get there. <laughs> is that what that is? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. And you, you say that I have issues because I get confused by what they did with the freaking seasons in this show. Oh, they made it worse <laughs> simply through this song. 
and how they did it. Like at the beginning of the song, they say, oh, we have 24 hours to make them fall in love. And then the seasons like completely change in two hours. I don't like it. No, I think from what I've seen, I still feel like they're just cleaning up the garden area. So they've shoveled the snow. They're cleaning it up. I mean, you've got the grass that's already dying because it's winter's coming on. So they're just cleaning up because... They're trying to what make it they, more presentable. How did they melt all that snow? Hmm? They didn't melt up the snow. They shoveled it and got rid of it. I don't know. I don't know about snow. All right. Actually, to Bobby's point, I just scrubbed to about the 20-second mark in the minute, and you could actually see shovels dancing. So I think there might be something to the shoveling the snow thing, because there's snow on the bushes behind the fountain, and there's like three shovels dancing with them. So I don't know. I still uh-huh. think they made it look too summery. It does look very summery, but... Especially considering you know, she's wearing a swimsuit and jumps into a pool. <laughs> She's also a wardrobe, though, so she's probably not affected by the cold very much. You know what? I have some issue with that moment of this song. As the only issue I have, really, of this entire scene is that moment. When she jumps out the window? (laughs) Yeah, it makes no sense. Uh, (laughs) It doesn't. Well, like, okay, I was watching it, and I remember when... um, So Bobby is, for those who don't know, Bobby is really good friends with my cousins, And growing up, they would, I don't know if you did this with them, Bobby, but they would jump off their Mimi's house, like the roof, into the pool in her backyard. Did you do that? I did that. I did that. So, like, (laughs) that's one thing. But she's jumping from, like, the second or third story, it looks like. And it was scary enough to watch y'all do it from one story and I think (laughs) if she was really jumping as a wardrobe she would be broken and if she was jumping as a human she would be broken so I just think that was not good here's the funny part that's not even my issue my issue is that a minute ago in the song she goes and says that she's too big to fit through a door yeah, she can right. come to the outside door and jump off jump off into a cannonball. Yeah. What? <laughs> I don't get it. How does she get back inside? Exactly. That's what I was like. Well, it that might actually make sense because if the balconies got like the double French doors that open outwards to the balcony so you can open it up from your room then she could get out to the balcony but she couldn't get from the bedroom into the hallway because it's only got the single door and no then, it doesn't it has later two doors the movie, I don't think so from the bedroom to the hall uh, I thought it I had think two. it only ha- I thought it has two doors too Ugh. I'm just saying <laughs> never mind even if, <laughs> even if that was the case if she got outside the French doors to the balcony and she jumped off into the water how would she get back in exactly <laughs> i mean sorry tough luck now you're soaked and it's gonna freeze tonight so you will be frozen shut because you're soaked and you're in- anyway anyway <laughs> moving on about her bathing moving suit back. oh we're we moving back okay we'll move back yeah sorry sorry about that sorry well now uh, we've talked about it we don't have to talk about it again later you're welcome <laughs> good job good job so i thought it was i thought it was kind of funny like second six of this minute cogsworth brings out this like no walking on the grass sign, oh, yeah. and it so gets silly. hammered in by the ball peen hammer A and what it's hammer? kind of funny because uh, we'll, we'll get to that but uh oh my <laughs> But the the only person that has feet is Belle. Because, you know, it's not like a do not walk on the grass. It's a foot with an X on it, you know, with the grass there. That's funny. The only person that can do that is Belle. Uh, I, didn't, 
I never thought of that. That's funny. <laughs> That's really funny. They knew she would be the one. Have Have you guys seen the Princess Diaries mm-hmm. where she like goes to her grandmother's house for the first time or the embassy or whatever it is, and she like starts to walk across the grass, and then all of these different languages and different voices are saying "Keep off the grass" and like in different yeah. languages, and they all sound so angry. And as soon as she gets off the grass, they stop. Oh my goodness, that's what it made me think of. <sighs> I do love the smile on Cogsworth's face, though, with the sign being found. This is an adorable smile. Yeah, he does have a goofy face while it's going in. He's like, yay, my sign. <laughs> oh, he gets excited about interesting things, doesn't he? Yeah, I can relate, though, because I got excited about the hammer. So, <laughs> What is the deal with the hammer? <laughs> <laughs> the hammer used here is a, it's a ball-peen hammer. What does that mean? Which, if you're not familiar with hammers, you don't know your hammers. Most people know that of the claw hammer. It's got, you know, the hammer head on one side and the claws for getting the nails out on the other side. Ball peen, instead of having the claw on the back, it has kind of like a rounded head on the other side. So it's got the flat head and the rounded head. And the rounded head is the peen side, which is used to be used by uh, machinists and like metalworking. You used it with an anvil to shape metal and stuff. Mm. There's metal peening, which is uh, a technique of working with riveted metals and, and stuff. Oh. Um, and you, most people don't really use it anymore because we don't do that kind of stuff anymore. So I tried to figure out, I don't know, something about ball peen hammers, but uh, <laughs> it, I was pretty surprised that I could not find anything after scouring the internet for like half an hour on like the history of ball peen hammers. Seriously, you spent half uh, an hour trying to learn about ball I peen know. hammers? <laughs> ball peen. I like tools, all right? And Ugh. I thought it would be quick. And then I just went down this rabbit hole. And the only thing I could find was like, you know how sometimes you can look on the internet for stuff and like people's presentations will come up that they put online for like classes. Mm-hmm. And somebody did a presentation on like the history of ball peen hammers. Um, and I don't think they did the whole thing because it was a really bad presentation <laughs> that they did. But one of the slides for it was like, it's named the ball peen hammer because like some French name, like peen something or other like <laughs> invented the hammer in such and such a year and i was like oh that's cool like a french machinist invented this hammer and so i tried to google more information on this person and i couldn't find anything anything at all on this person what i eventually found was a quiz that somebody else had made that was like multiple choice like the ball peen hammer and then it had a b and c and you know you're supposed to pick the right answer and three of them were ridiculous and then one was the actual right answer and one of the ridiculous options was this that it came from this guy's oh name that was a gosh. French whatever. <laughs> so somebody had searched for the history, found that quiz, just looked at the first answer, pulled that off, and then used that in a report that they did <laughs> as a fact. And oh my uh, it's out there on the internet. <laughs> wow. I have no words for that. That is insane that's awful what an awful student hope they got a bad grade cheaters yeah yeah so i was kind of uh kind of sad that i didn't find anything until i found that last quiz and i was like oh this is too funny funny what are the odds nothing enlightening but a little bit of humor for (laughs) you all (laughs) and that story took like 10 minutes thank you very much Not literally, but... <sighs> Anybody have anything before we get to the fountains? Nope. Nope, I'm good. All right, fountain time. Mr. Detail. Yeah. So they're turning on these fountains, singing their song, la-di-da. They got their vows. I didn't really want to talk about any of that. But we get a pretty good shot of 
the second fountain that comes on and it's got like this minotaur guy with a spear thing and he looks like he's spearing some fish and got like a snake wrapped around him so i was like well that's kind of like specific it's not it's not very gargoyle beast like like we've seen most of the the stuff in the castle so i was wondering if it was some kind of you know mythological sea god or something and it kind of looks like you can look up uh, some sculptures of, I think it's like a an Irish or, no, it's a Norse, a Norse god. I can't pronounce the name, uh, but he kind of looks similar. He's got a, a hat on that has horns similar to that, but it's definitely a person and not an ox head. Hmm. And so eventually I just went and looked up minotaurs because it's a minotaur and it's kind of interesting. So a uh, minotaur, it's a monster with a human body and a bull's head or the body of an ox and a human head. But in this case, it's got the human body. And it's said to have been the offspring of Pasphia and the bull sent from the Sea of Minos, who shut him up in the Gnosin Labyrinth and fed him with the bodies of youths and maidens from the Athenians who were obligated to send to Minos as tribute. So basically, he's a monster of a bull and a person. He was slain by Theseus and is often represented by ancient artists either alone or in the labyrinth engaged in the struggle with Theseus. So basically, he's a monster that eats kids and children that wow. hides in a labyrinth. Lovely. Yeah. He's eating but, serpents uh, here, it looks like. Yeah, he's got serpents or fish or something, but I thought it was like kind of interesting because he's, he's in the garden area and the gardens here, as we saw last minute, are kind of, you know, they've got some mazes and labyrinths. So. Do they have stuff like that um, in Versailles, in the Versailles Gardens? I didn't really look at the, the fountains there, but I don't think... I don't know. I can't say either way. It was funny. I my my first instinct was I just figured they put this in here as like a shout out to like Little Mermaid, like they do in other movies where they reference the previous movie. I just figured it was mm-hmm. a shout out to Little Mermaid. Uh huh. I was hoping to find something like that, but I mean, besides, I mean, there's a merman in the in the wider shot where we get the big fountain, but even he's got like a weird head on him. It's not just like a merman, so he's like a I don't know snake head person. <laughs> so that's just weird, weird stuff. Hmm, interesting. I think Versailles does have some fountains kind of like that i wouldn't be surprised i mean i know they have fountains but i didn't actually probably should have but didn't look into what those look like <laughs> y'all had a lot to say about the the wardrobe in her swimsuit oh my goodness <laughs> i thought it was just like a badly fitting dress well i'm a girl i'm allowed to be interested in the fashion okay so uh, i must say i don't think they really this is not the right era her swimsuit is not the right era <laughs> right because they're living in the seventeen late 1700s, so the 18th century, and her swimsuit is like Victorian. So, okay, here was what I found. So, in the 18th century, they used to wear loose ankle-length, full-sleeve chemise-type gowns made of wool or flannel so that modesty or decency was not threatened. And the, well, this is not the 1700s, but in the 1600s, they used to wear these big, puffy clothes so that, like, <laughs> (laughs) when they went in the water it would puff up and you'd be able to like your body was kind of like free in the water but like the thing was puffy and you couldn't see your shape but that was from the 1600s so but i just thought it was funny so i had to share it but um yeah that reminds me of a swimsuit when i was a kid and it always do that when you get in the pool (laughs) like puffs up yeah Just imagine that over, like, from your shoulders to your ankles. But, yeah, I guess they used to swim in the nude until, like, the mid-1700s. And then I know that England made laws where they said you have to wear clothes to go swimming. But it didn't say anything in what I found about 
France particularly, but regardless, her swimsuit was not. <laughs> it looks like it might be time period because it's an older time period than the current time period, but right. it's not the right one. My note here was that she didn't give herself much space besides the fact that she's jumping from like 50 feet in the air and would totally smash and die. Um, <laughs> Minor details. And makes like... Minor. Yeah, makes like a horizontal leap that is impossible, but she lands like right next to the giant fountains when she goes in there. You'd think she would land like... Because when you look at it from up where she's standing, there's like a part that's closer to the building that seems like mm -hmm. a little bit bigger space. You'd think she yeah. aimed for that, but she totally doesn't. I don't, I don't think she knew how to aim. <laughs> it's logistics. You don't think she's had practice with it's it? It's because they had to have her land in the front of the thing fountain so she could splash everybody. And also, it was kind of freaky how it looked like her shadow was directly over them on the ground. Mm -hmm. I was like, seriously, she's going to fall on the ground? <laughs> and then she fell in the water still, but goodness. Almost had a heart attack. I was like, this lady's going to... That would not be kosher Disney. Ah, uh, kid movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, and most of the, I mean, we've got Mrs. Potts, Lumiere, what's her face, Babette, and Cogsworth, and they're all down there thinking they're about to get smashed, but they look up and they see her jumping. And if you stop it at just the right point in second 27 at the right frame, like all of their eyes are like way out of their heads. I guess. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. I, if you jump to 31 seconds, there's actually another very funny reaction shot. It actually looks like these, she's right above them. Even even though she lands in the water at like 31 seconds. This is hard to catch. Oh, yeah. I'm like literally... <laughs> Okay, they're squinching down. Oh, there's the eye pop. Okay. <laughs> I never caught that. I was like, why is he going on about eye pop? Uh, it's, it's pretty epic eyes. <laughs> they're like literally out of Cogsworth's face. Yeah, his eyes are completely out of his head. His legs are disconnected from his torso. That's hilarious. Their eyes. Okay, moving on. I do like how we jump back into the original footage the same way, the transition is the same as the way we left and went into the humans again footage is we've got that water splash and it ties right back into the splash of the water on Beast when he's getting bathed. Yay! I really like his eyes in that moment. Like they're just big and open and blue, blue <laughs> and and like very human. I guess that's one of the things that I really like about this part of the minute with Beast is that you really get to see him be human again. Ha ha ha. Honey. I see what you did there. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> you see what I did? Oh man. Yeah. And also that bathtub. I love that bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> it's very... I feel like it's authentic and it's pretty. Made out of gold, man. Yeah. Ooh. I, I love this whole scene because I actually wrote it down in my notes. It's like Beast becomes very relatable in this entire yes. sequence. He's yeah. very nervous. He's like, 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 and I said, human. Feels human. He's actually showing like, wow, I'm scared to actually be someone I haven't been in a very, very long time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I love this minute simply because of that. We get to see a vulnerable beast and we finally get to see, okay, yes, he is changed. He is different. So that's exciting. He is clean. And he makes funny faces. <laughs> yeah, he makes some funny faces. Well, and also there's this contrast of... So so 
he's like, oh, I'm not sure I can do this. And then Lumiere says, you don't have time to be timid, which I think is awesome. He's like, dude, get it together. No time. Must make happen now. He's like, you have to be bold, daring. And then the beast repeats it back like it's a mantra. And I love that. (laughs) I want want Lumiere as my my life coach. I know. (laughs) Right? Right? Lumiere's life coach. I don't know if that's always a good position to hold, but in this minute, it, it bo- it's good. Right, right. In this minute, he does a good job. But Beast is still Beastie. Yeah. And he gets water dumped on him, and I think it's at like 41. He's licking the water as it's coming down his face. <laughs> Don't lie. So he's You've not quite human. Okay, I, I, will say, I will say something. My wife is, um, I was looking at the minute earlier, my wife's through the screen. She's like, wow, it's, it's you in the shower. That's what <laughs> she's, <laughs> uh, she's like, it's just like you. You shake your hair and it gets all over the place. I'm like, thank you so much for that, honey. I appreciate that. <laughs> I do love that. I love that when he is like bold during and then he does this very animalistic shake of like the getting the water off, which not that you have to be an animal to do that, but then he looks like this puffball and it seems like those two things combined are very, very much in contrast to his bold and daringness that he's attempting to be. Mm-hmm. I just think it's funny. You get this bold, daring, and then he is like a puffball. <laughs> floofy. He's very floofy. Floofy. That's a good word. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I love we meet our rack guy here, our Mr. Rack Man, Hat Rack. He's got four arms and he's using three of them in this minute, which is awesome. I bet he's going to miss that when he becomes human again. <laughs> well, a few minutes ago, we uh, we named him Jack. Did we? And oh yeah, because you said he was a jack of all oh, trades. Yeah. And, and then we named him Jack. Jackie boy. And one of our listeners commented that it would be, it would be Jacques, not Jack. So right. And that got me thinking, he is, he's Jacques, he's this servant guy to the royalty right before the French Revolution. And from my small knowledge of France at that time, that was kind of a derogatory term that the the rich and, and noble used for common people, you know, because it's just a very common name but they'd use it in a derogatory way. It also kind of tied into the Jacobian movement in France before the French Revolution. So I spent a lot of time reading up on like the Jacobians and how they got started and how they contributed to the French Revolution and stuff. And uh, I won't get into all that because probably most people don't care. (laughs) Interesting. Well... I, one of the things that I was interested in was I was thinking about, okay, he's doing all these things like he's giving him a bath. He is towel drying him. He, in the next minute, he gives him a haircut. Like this guy is as close as you're going to get to the beast. So he's basically a valet, which valet is a French word for, and you guys are familiar with a valet. Do you guys know what a valet is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So male servant attends to their master or employer or whoever. And I just, after all my BBC docudramas, <laughs> I'm like, oh, a valet, I know what that is. So I really like that hat rack guy. <laughs> I'm still not quite sure why you're so attached. I don't know either. Well, he plays a violin too. Very talented. I yes, just, yes. I think he's cool. I mean, hello, my other favorite person is Cogsworth. Does there have to be a reason why I like anyone? <laughs> I just noticed at the very end of our seconds here, when Beast is getting toweled off, there's like an extremely angry looking hedgehog-ish creature like in the bottom right of the screen. I think it's got to be like some kind of piece of furniture or something. What? 
but it's like second 58 you can see him bottom right of the screen he's got like his mouth open angry eyes definitely looks like some kind of hedgehog what? or something I'm looking too <laughs> i don't see that at all <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what am i seeing then <laughs> oh it looks like a in the bottom right hand corner yeah i think that is a okay i see it now i, I thought it was like a pillow or something <laughs> at first an angry pillow i think it's interesting because okay so i just had a realization so that table with the rose is in the same Mm -hmm. room where he's having his bath and this room is like in good condition they cleaned his room didn't we already talk about that like two minutes ago well we talked we talked about them (laughs) him cleaning i guess we did i forget yeah with the portrait (laughs) you know what i've slept since the last time we talked about this okay uh beauty and the beastly minute rediscovering things (laughs) over and over again Well, we don't have to keep doing this podcast, Bobby. If you're going to keep making fun of me. <laughs> Sorry, Janae. We have to finish. It is the rules. It's the rules. It's in the rules. Keep that in mind next time you ask me to do a podcast with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are 59 minutes in, so we've only got like 30 left to go. 20? 20 or 30 left to go. It's like 26 if we're doing all the credits. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, so we're getting i mean we're not it's gonna be a while still since we're only doing one a week now but uh we're getting there mm-hmm. good stuff good stuff well that's all i have for this minute guys in case you didn't notice <laughs> <laughs> i'm good i don't have any other I'm notes done. i'm good too all righty well blake did you want to share with us uh, a little bit of your history with beauty and the beast how did you first see it what are your feelings on it obviously you like the the broadway but uh let us let us know how you first were introduced to it Okay, well, I it actually was thinking about this at work when you emailed me to set this up. And I was like, oh, yeah, the first time I saw this movie, okay, let me set this up. I was in New Jersey, and my mom used to get invited to these movie screenings all the time. And, like, you'd see movies that would never come out and things like that. Well, me and my best friend at the time, me and her, were obsessed with um, wanting to see Newsies. <laughs> and that came out the same time as this. That came out the same time as this did. About three months after this, that came out. Well, my mom got tickets to a free screening of Newsies, but it was a two-for-one oh. deal because the opening movie was Beauty and the Beast. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so that's how I saw it the very first time, was it a two-for-one deal with Newsies. You're like, That punching. is awesome. It was a oh. great day. That was a great day. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness so, but yeah that was right in the middle of the renaissance so yeah i love these i love the disney renaissance movies in general but yeah i've seen it i saw that i started in theaters again i got the dvd and the special edition dvd i saw the broadway show twice because i saw it once and then I, my wife now I, it's her favorite movie of all time so i'm like i'm gonna take her to see it and i got us like 10 rows orchestra seats oh my goodness and i still have wow. some of the confetti from be our guest oh my goodness my <laughs> yeah, I got it in my playbill because I was like, the first time I went, like, I want to be down there when Be Our Guest is going on. And so when Be Our Guest came on, they had this full-out confetti cannons going off in the theater. <laughs> it was insane to be in there for that. It was so much fun. And I also got to see this show in the round oh. at the Fireside Theater here in Wisconsin, in, the, in Paracuson, Wisconsin. And that was a lot of fun. Because it's like a dinner and movie, it's like a dinner and theater kind of thing. And you sit and the show's kind of going on around you. That's really cool. Wow. That's really cool. It was really, really cool. 
I saw West Side Story that way, too. It was really, oh. really a fun theater to see a show. So, yeah, I go back a while. <laughs> I go back a lot with this, with this one. That's awesome. I don't know if you can top seeing Beauty and the Beast and Newsies, like, for the first time <laughs> together. Probably not. Yeah, it was me and my mom, my sister, and our two best friends who were both females. I was the only guy, but I'm, like, in heaven. <laughs> it was such a great day. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to have to go see the Broadway versions or, or, you know, some kind of other version of it now. Oh, and by the way, I did see the live action movie the weekend it came oh, out. Oh, you did? The new, oh. one, the new version. What yes, were your I thoughts? Did. Me and my wife saw it in a sold out theater <laughs> and it was so much fun. I really loved it. Good. So, well, the funny part about that, when I went to see Beauty and the Beast in theaters here, because we got to buy tickets in advance, the only time I've ever been to a sold-out theater here was Star Wars. That's the only time I've been to a sold-out theater here. So when we went to see Beauty and the Beast, there were signs on the door that said, if you're coming to see Beauty and the Beast, if this time is sold out, this time is sold out, this time is sold out. I'm like, wow. I have not seen this since, like, Titanic days. They have a sign up on the door saying something sold out. It was insane, but it was so much fun, and the crowd was lively. It went to, like, a 9.30 showing on a Tuesday night. Wow. And it was so much fun. That's so cool. That's awesome. Good times. All righty. Well, that wraps us up for Minute 59, then. Blake, we're glad you were able to be here to join us. How can people check out your other shows or get a hold of you if they'd like to do that? Of course. The easiest way is to find me on Twitter, at Riley, R-E-I-L-O-Y, 21106, and go to com, and that's kind of where I have all my stuff put together there. And um, we're all over Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. You can find all of our stuff everywhere. So and you can hear our shows on, like, iTunes and iHeartRadio and everywhere you can name a podcast at this point. It's We're all over the place. Remind everybody uh, the names of your shows. Of course. It is the Blake and Sal Show. It's, our, it's just our variety show kind of content. And as a matter of fact, when this show drops... The episode this episode does, we're coming back from our Christmas break. Uh, we took like a Christmas vacation, and we're coming back. It's our first show back. So that's actually really going to be a lot of fun. And then we have Clerks Minute, which has a lot of really fun guests on it. We recently had like Sean Gurman on. We have Scott Corelli coming on later on in the season. We had the Star Wars Minute guys on. Wow. We've had a lot of really cool guests. And then we have Boy Meets Retrocast, which is the Boy Meets World show, which we just... I, I wanted to do a show about my favorite show, with, so my brother-in-law said, let's do it. So we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, and we're all part of the, if, my, if I don't say this, my boss, is, my, my network director is going to kill me. We're part of the Filling the Void podcast network. Cool. A network director would kill me if I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get those plugs in. Yes. <laughs> speaking of which, uh, Janae, where can people get a hold of you if they'd like to do that? You are more than welcome to visit my website, JanaeHyatt.com. You can send me an email there or you can find me on, well, actually, you can't really find me on social media because I'm not hardly on there anymore these days. So, <laughs> um, yeah, best way is just to shoot me a message through my website and I would love to hear from you about voiceover jobs or, you know, about anything if you just want to talk to me be friends <laughs> whatever works <laughs> good times and then uh we are on the growler media podcast network so you can find this podcast at growlermedia.com um, along with the other podcasts on growler you can send me an email there if you want to get hold of me you've got my email address up there and you can find us on social medias just search beastly minute and you will find us uh, we also want to send you over to check out Duo Hansen, who does our music. You can find them on YouTube. And Megan the Cartoonist did our artwork 
for the podcast. So check her out on Facebook. Uh, just search Megan the Cartoonist and she'll pop up there. And uh, uh, that, that, that's all I got. Until next time, you must be bold, daring, a floofball. You don't have time to be timid. <laughs> they got a bad grade cheaters i was gonna shoot why is this moving ah, okay there we go sorry Jenny, are you typing yes, sorry <laughs> <laughs> we type our notes in the same uh uh google doc by the way so sorry okay <laughs> i was i was trying to read from my notes and it keeps moving and switching pages <laughs> oh my goodness sorry bobby <laughs> okay <laughs> i don't a lot of old words one of them, he's like, stab. You can cut some of this out, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I usually cut out like half of what Janae says. Hey! <laughs> oh my goodness, you're so mean to me sometimes. Uh, it's a wonder I still am doing this podcast with you. Pun intended. Until next time, Janae? What's until next time? Oh, what? <laughs> I thought you had one. <laughs> Oh, no, no, I didn't have time to think okay. of one. Okay, last oh. time I came up with kind of a good one. No walking on the grass. Let's stop recording now. Yep. <laughs> Before it gets any worse. Worse? <coughs> I'm keeping your bones.